This is Dante. And I'm Beatrice. And this is Cheating on Fear. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> I'm still blushing from you telling me I'm pretty before well, we started. I mean, you are, so why leave it out of the story? <laughs> it's almost like you do that just to get me giggling before we get going. Well, you do have a beautiful smile. <laughs> giggle, giggle, giggle. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right. So today, yes. Today we're going to talk about something that I found very striking the first time I met you in person. Okay. And for me what it was was that despite the fact that you are quite petite, mm-hmm. and that you don't have much mass, my father would argue with you. He swears that I have a lead core. Well, yeah. Because of the way I walk. Well, and that's it. But when, <laughs> when we were out on our, on our first date, mm-hmm. walking around the downtown area, yes, you had this way about you that I'd never seen before in a woman. Hmm. And it wasn't just... The like, over-the-knee boots? No. And it wasn't... <laughs> I mean, those, those helped. It wasn't just like sexy confidence it was like it didn't matter what what happened you were ready right you know what i'm talking about because we've talked about this before well how okay but what what were some of the things that you noticed that were different have have you ever been out with women and they seem they seem (laughs) like kind of dirty like they're always glancing checking things out like you know who just came in the room where's the bathroom what where's the egg like that kind of nervous okay energy that's usually me once my social battery runs out well that's different though because okay. you're not you're not you're not looking to like assess threats you're looking just for trying the, to make my exit. the quickest way out <laughs> right there's like a b-shaped cloud of smoke <laughs> where you used to be when your social battery runs out. This is different. This okay, is okay. this is this is somebody who and I had a few friends in university who like they wouldn't go out past like eight o'clock at night if we were if if the group of friends were doing something in the evening. Oh wow. She okay. was out. In university? Yeah. Wow. And we thought that it was always kind of strange. I mean she was a small girl and, and like had kind of a weird like weirdly close relationship with her parents. Okay. And so there was a little bit of that going on. Like sheltered. Yeah. Okay. But like just you you could tell like you didn't even need to watch. You knew it was like eight <laughs> o'clock because she was getting the fuck she, out of the restaurant. She or was whatever. turning back into a pumpkin yeah. and she was going yeah. Yeah. And she was one of these people, unfortunately, and it seems to be disproportionately women mm-hmm. that are living in a constant state of like anxiety about bad shit that could happen to them you know it's really funny because it's strange what pops up in your universe when you're prepping because i mean i do a lot of prep for these shows whether it's actively prepping or subconsciously prepping yeah and so when we were going to talk about this you know i i was swimming around in it a little bit and and doing some research. And just today, I saw a little T-chart. You know what a T-chart is? I think I do. But why don't you explain it to the listeners? Okay, so a T-chart literally is a T on a white piece of paper. And then a list on one side and a list on the other side. Okay. And it was um, a T-chart done by Jackson Katz, a social researcher. 
He asked men what they do on a daily basis to avoid being sexually assaulted. And there's one entry on the left side of the T-chart. And it the says... Main, the male side. It says, nothing, I don't think about it. And then he asked women what they do on a daily basis to avoid being sexually assaulted. And this was... These were the responses. These are the ones that are visible. Hold my keys as a potential weapon. Check the back seat before getting in the car. Always carry a cell phone. Don't go jogging at night. Look, lock the windows when I sleep, even on hot nights. Be careful not to drink too much. Never put my drink down and come back to it. Make sure I see my drink being poured. Own a big dog. Carry mace or pepper spray. Have an unlisted number. Have a male voice on my answering machine. Park in well-lit areas. Never use parking garages. Don't get on elevators with a man alone or a group of men. Vary my route home from work. As if there isn't enough things that women have to <laughs> prepare for when they leave the house. Right. Now they're carrying their keys and their knuckles like a, I have like been a carrying, shiv. I've been carrying my keys between my knuckles at night by myself since I was a teenager. You still do that? Yeah. What do you... Like car keys now are fobs with like flip out things. What do you... <laughs> That's right. Have you seen the one that goes to your car? I could... I could, I could do some damage with that, man. You, <laughs> I could be... I could be like Joe Pesci... In casino, jabbing somebody's neck with a pen. Do you remember that scene? Wapa, 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 wapa. Oh my god, it was craziness. Yeah, yeah, blood everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> so, but, and I struggle. I, like, okay, I don't struggle as much as a woman does, obviously, with with this. Clearly, because the T chart says, like, what do you do to prepare? <laughs> well, do do you ever think about being assaulted? Not sexually. Not sexually assaulted. Okay. But I. I've lived and worked in a lot of different countries mm-hmm. and there are like, it's one thing when you grow up in an area and you kind of know the places to avoid mm-hmm. and you know, the sketchy neighborhoods and stuff. Right. But there were times like I was in Chicago and I know Chicago is a, has a huge number of gun deaths. It's a pretty and dangerous it's, it's city. A pretty dangerous city. Yeah, and I was yeah. in a neighborhood that I it's didn't gorgeous. know. It's gorgeous. Stunning. But I was in a neighborhood I didn't know. And I remember walking down the sidewalk and there were a group of guys Hanging out on the front porch. Yeah. And, you know, like, you have this metric, like, do I just, like, eyes down and just, like, speed walk past? Or kind of saunter by and go, what's up? And, and like... And, like which, I'm, like and I'm, which one did you choose? I didn't say anything, but I kind of, like, made eye contact and, like, like tilted my head up. Like, like, like what's up? Like, without, you belong there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably... That was probably a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But on a day-to-day basis, I'm not running through a checklist like that. No. And when I had kids, particularly my daughter, mm-hmm. I became really aware. Fortunately, the women, the women in my life have not, uh, to my knowledge, experienced the kinds of things that cause women to, to, to have fear of their, like assault and things like mm-hmm. that. That doesn't mean it hasn't happened. It just means I don't know about it. Right. But when you have children, especially when you have a daughter, like mm-hmm. why is the world such a scary place for women? Like why why do women have to go to these great lengths to keep themselves safe? Why are the men so shitty? That's a great question. And 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 listen, I, you know, th- we need to throw a disclaimer on here. Nowhere is anybody saying that all men are bad. I think mm-hmm. we've established that they're not. But there, there is a certain portion of the population that are sexually assaulting women. 
And I, I think we can say 100% of the sexual assaults against women are done by men. No, they're not, actually. Oh, really? No. There are sexual assaults. Like women, women, women on, on woman women. on woman? Yes, yes, yes. It happens. Like it's outside not, of prison? Yes, it happens. It's not super common, but okay. it happens. Yeah, it happens. Okay. All right, I take that back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see how you would think that, where you would think, you yeah. know, yeah. I mean... And there are, I mean, there are men that are raped by women too and sexually assaulted by women. Yes, which so never that happens too. And, and that always seems like something that just couldn't possibly happen. Of course it does. But like in a sexual assault with a woman, there is an arousal response, whether you're, yes. whether you're, you, you want it or not. Arousal is a physiological response. Yeah, it's, it's not a, it's not a, a, a brain response. Mm-hmm. And, and actually it's, it's interesting that you say that because, and I, I want to, you know, I mean, there's a there's a difference between sexual assault and rape. Yes. Sexual assault is a pretty broad category. Okay. There's lots of things that fit into that, and rape is pretty specific. Yeah. However, um, I've read some stuff about um, women who actually orgasm while they're being raped, and the 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 cognitive dissonance oh my, the mind fuck that, that must that be afterwards is is just unbelievable so to try and get through all of to work through all of the shit and the yeah. trauma of all of that and then to imagine you know there's going to be enough people telling you that you wanted it right or you deserve it but then it you start telling yourself that you wanted it just yeah. because your body has a physiological response to a a stimulus and that it doesn't have anything to do with it being wanted. Mm. It's just, and so I think that's very a very similar thing to when men are sexually assaulted, where it's like, well, how how could that be? Because because men can have an erection and a physiological response and still not want to engage in the yeah. kind of contact that's occurring at yeah. the time. So. You know, I kind of want to like, I'm glad that we're setting that out early and Mm -hmm. just kind of talking about how this isn't just about women and men. Um, There's everybody's assaulting everybody and people need to be more respectful and knock that shit off. But they're not going to do that for a while. It doesn't look like. And and you talked about it a little bit in the blog post that was up on the website about fear Mm-hmm. And how you used to live in fear yes. of a lot of different things that you were going to be yeah. snatched, especially as a kid. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. there was that whole stranger danger thing in the oh, 80s yeah, and 70s yeah, it was and crazy. stuff like that. <laughs> and and one of the things I think probably one of the most important things that helped you overcome that mm-hmm. was the great equalizer mm-hmm. that is Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yes, and the way and. I'm going to attempt to, to explain it to the listeners the way you explained it to me. Okay. But, but if I if I get it wrong, just jump in. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm actually really interested to hear this because I asked I don't you, think I remember what I said to you. Okay. So when we when we first started when we first started dating and I mean I knew fairly early on that you were a practitioner of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. <laughs> okay. Called you Jane Wick, <laughs> like a little superhero, kind of like looking like Lara Croft and and kicking ass and breaking arms and shit. Oh man, you're killing me today. <laughs> and and you are about to get so lucky. Oh, <laughs> I've got that Pharrell song in my head. Um, so 
I asked you because I didn't know anything about Brazilian jiu-jitsu other than the fact that like in UFC one, Hoist Gracie was just wiping the mass with everybody. <laughs> yes. Like what's the difference between like why is it Brazilian jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. and not just jiu-jitsu? Mm-hmm. And well, because the way- there's Japanese jiu-jitsu too. Right. Yeah. And and the way you explained it to me was that the founder, who was a Gracie, right? Helio of, Gracie, yep. Helio Gracie? Yep. Of of BJJ, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, was a little guy. He was. Like it was slight stature. I'm sure he was, he, mus- he was muscly about, as fuck, but he was he was little and uh, no, he wasn't. He was little and he was sickly. Oh right. Yeah, he was yeah. About 130 pounds. And he I guess liked what jujitsu had to offer in terms of, of he had momentum a Jap- and he had a Japanese neighbor. Right. Who who, who studied Japanese Jiu Jitsu. That was in Brazil, I guess, right? And basically he developed a system that equalized mm-hmm. that size difference mm-hmm. between combatants and most of that happens on the ground in jiu-jitsu Mo- well because yes. the height advantage is not as as great an advantage when you're both lying or rolling around on the ground that's true i yes. mean arms and le- reach is still there but uh yes but but once you're but on shoulders the ground, still break. Shoulders still break. Everyone goes to sleep. Yeah. Um, then it becomes about technique and mm-hmm. leverage. And seeing, I mean, when we've we've rolled a number of times, and seeing <laughs> how quick you can slap on something like an arm bar, mm-hmm. and and how you pointed out that um, Ronda Rousey, yes, like the arm bar is kind of her thing. Yes. And everyone knows it's coming. Yes. And nobody can stop it. At the height of her MMA career, her UFC career, which, you know, I know a lot of people have a lot of things to say about Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been a very controversial figure, but I don't think anybody can take away from her. I actually read her book that came out a mm-hmm. few years ago. And I was... Um, it. it I learned a lot about what she'd been through and how hard that woman worked to get to where she was. Yeah. Dana White, they asked him. Who's the head of the, the UFC. UFC. They yeah. asked him, when are you going to have women in the UFC? And he said, never. Seriously? Never. And until she, and then she showed up and never got a lot shorter yeah. all of a sudden. And she was phenomenal. And... And I don't think that anybody can take away from her that, you know, there are a lot of women in the UFC now. And oftentimes the main card is mm-hmm. a women's fight. Yeah. And they're great fights mm-hmm. to watch. And I think it's I think it's shitty for people to, you know, talk shit about her. Um, did she make some mistakes? Sure. Doesn't everybody? They do make mistakes. But women would not be in the UFC without her. What? And 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 what you were bringing up was that, you know, and and we this comes up a lot in 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 martial arts. Don't fear the man that does a thousand kicks one time. Fear the man who does one kick a thousand times. Yeah. And that was what everybody's like, "Oh, she's a one trick one trick pony. That's all she does is arm bars." Yeah, cool. But she's here was the thing. Winning. Everybody fucking knew it was coming. Everybody knew that's what she was going for. And how many for. submissions did she and get? And people right? couldn't do anything about it she's a she's an olympic judo champion as as was her mom an olympic Mm -hmm. judo champion and so like 
she ha- she had a formula that worked for her for a long time. She would get people on the ground and she would get that arm and they knew it was coming. There was nothing they could do about it. What When it became a problem, I think it was two things where people started to um, work so hard to counter her game. And she didn't have much. She wasn't much of a boxer. Right. So that was a problem. So when she got hit, that was tough. And um, she was getting so popular that I think she started to spread herself a little bit too thin. Yeah, she started to get into movies and yeah. her training and, kind of and it, and it suffered, of, I guess. I, yeah, I think it diluted. And, yeah. and she's a very loyal person, even when the people that she's being loyal to aren't serving her right. the way you know, doing what they should be doing. Yeah. So I think there were a lot of things at play, but, but she, she is a, a really interesting character and she brought a lot. She did a lot for women's MMA. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. There, there were lots of women that joined my gym that sort of joined because they had seen her fight and wanted to wanted to do thought oh fuck i can do that and and it's amazing the evolution of something and this isn't this isn't a ufc episode this will be the last no (laughs) but i remember watching ufc one and you did yeah oh yeah i watched i watched that i was in high school wow yeah and it was pay-per-view and then we all chipped in ordered like you know one of those pizza places that was the point where there was no time limits or anything yeah and and it was it was amazing it was like the first time you ever watched like survivor and they're like or fear factor. Like, they're going to make them eat bugs? Like, what the fuck is this shit, right? <laughs> and yeah. and with, with UFC 1, it was like, they're going to put a boxer against a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy who's going to win. They're going to put, like, a sumo wrestler right. against a karate guy who's going to win. And now what's happened is everybody kind of trains and they have their strengths, but they kind of all have a... a they're more well-rounded in, all, in a variety of different Absolutely. styles. The, the sport has definitely evolved. Because what happened was Gracie's were killing it in the beginning. Oh, yeah. He, I, he, he, he would literally, he would get somebody on the ground and like hold up their arm and like from a standing position, step over their head and, that was and arm bar them. And that was it. And yep. you're like, and they're like, look at this funny little guy in his pajamas, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. and uh, like, it was just, it was uh, like, everybody's like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah, and so it it was it was groundbreaking mm-hmm. in that in that sense, groundbreaking and, ground game. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and then you know years later, Rousey comes along and mm-hmm. she breaks ground again by opening right. the sport to women, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And not that she was the first chick in MMA, but no. she was the first chick in UFC and and kind of broke that ground for sure. Yeah, and there's always going to be pioneers. Danica Patrick in in was F1 racing, right? The, it's not a sport, but No, okay. I know, but she was the first and she got endorsements, all those yeah. like sexy Super Bowl ads well, for she's GoDaddy. Cute too, that's right, it. she's she's just she's a, she's a cute chick that can drive a car. That like can a drive a car like a motherfucker, right? <laughs> Breaking the stereotype. Right, right. And that's what I loved about and the clear passion that you had for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Not only had it given you an outlet, mm. but you could take that that fear of walking down a dark alley, mm-hmm. channel it into your training, and know that if you walk down that dark alley, unless somebody shoots you, you can probably take care of yourself. You know what I think the funny thing is about that? I probably wouldn't walk down the dark alley. Well, that's it. I'd be and like, situational well, awareness gonna- is a different thing. <laughs> I think, you know, it it, ma- it certainly makes you more self-aware and more yeah. in- aware of your environment. And I mean, I think uh, you, 
you did comment on the fact that wherever we went on our first date, I didn't want to be backed up. I didn't want my back to be to the door. I was like, are you a CIA agent? Like, <laughs> why Why do you need to be facing the windows and the doors and have your back against the wall? I had my wall? back to the wall. Yeah. What I just is... don't like to be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I just, I become hyper aware. I see, it, it's like, you just see everything. Yeah. Right? You just start to, you know, you know in those, like, spy movies, like, what was the one that popped up the other night? The, the, the Jack Ryan prequel oh jack ryan's shadow recruit yeah 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 with chris pine right 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 yeah yeah who like you know his eyebrows come into a room like five minutes before he does <laughs> um but like you ever seen those kinds of or like limitless or something like that where you're like everything slows down and you just like you know you see the fly with its wings going like slow motion all that kind of weird shit where you're zeroing in on all kinds of stuff like the matrix yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you just kind of like, you go into a, a an unfamiliar environment and you're just assessing. Yeah. Assessing, assessing, assessing to see, is there anything? And I mean, I, I also, this doesn't have anything to do with jujitsu, I don't think, but I, and I, you know, I don't want to sound kind of like woo woo or weird or anything, but I get an energy... Like you can, I, I think that like, you know, that feeling like when you're in a crowd and you can tell when it's gone from jovial to not so much. Oh yeah. That mob mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think I can, I I feel like I get that on a smaller scale and I don't know if it's just because I'm used to being up close and personal and kind of getting down on, on a mat with people mm. and you can assess the mood they're in, what they're going to be like, if they're, if there's a, a, a lot of ego there and they're going to try and mush you or something like that. I saw that last week. Oh my God. When you were rolling, it's not fun to be the hunted. No, but. this this judo brown belt who was a BJJ white belt yeah. wanted to roll with the purple belt. Yeah, and and he, he just decided to like sit on top of me and yeah. try and drive my face into the ground, and yeah. it was like okay, but but and you were you were really good. You could have you could have capitalized on a bunch of mistakes he made and just tapped him out a bunch of times. But you just kind of let him keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. And and he got more and more frustrated and got more and more aggressive. And he's not, he hasn't learned the way yet. Like No. Right? Isn't that the mandolin? This is the way. This is the way. You got to teach these white belts. This yeah. is the way. Yeah. This isn't working. No. Do something different. Do something else. Do something that you're, you're actually able to do. But, yeah. but this is the thing. Like, I, you know, that... That's not a fun way to get hurt. So you know what? No. So you just go no, with no, it. No, 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 no. You just go with it because if somebody is intent, it, like being, and and this this episode isn't really about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu so much either as it is, you know, about self defense, mm-hmm. which we haven't even talked about yet. But I'm getting there. Okay, but but you know, definitely when you're rolling with people, especially people you don't know, if they are intent on hurting you then you need to make a decision either to not roll with that person or to just flow and let them let them get the positions that they want and use it as an opportunity to teach them the way yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I just got the feeling that this kid was not interested in learning shit from me. No. 
not at all. So I just, let's just let that one go. I had a, <laughs> I had a nice little, little mark on my face after that, but yeah, that was okay. Yeah, that was, it was great for all of our beautiful landscape pictures. You have this like <laughs> scraped up chin. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, so Thanks, much bro. shit happened to me. I had, I got a, that face mush mark on my chin, on my chin. I got, I broke a toe on the mats that night. And then, <laughs> and then I slipped on some loose shale coming down a mountain and I broke my ass, man. Yeah, it's good thing you landed on the meaty part of your butt, not on your tailbone, because that would have been... It's a good thing I have a meaty part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, one thing that I've... You know, I talked about it earlier about how when I had kids, particularly when I had my daughter, Mm -hmm. is how to prepare them for this world Mm -hmm. that seems to be, by all accounts, very dangerous for women mm-hmm. and it doesn't help and, and and i was thinking about this as we were preparing for the episode i was trying to think like when did the world become so hostile for women i mean it's to a point always been there's always been an inequality if there wasn't there wouldn't be a feminist movement to try mm-hmm. and create equality mm-hmm. between the genders but it seems and i don't know if we're just hyper or i'm just hyper aware of it because of all this manosphere nonsense we've been steeping ourselves in <laughs> to, to try and understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the the U.S. president and his numerous questionable activities where he's been, you know, like where he's just basically shown his right. his deep misogyny. Yeah. Or is it just always been like that and I've just been like with my head in the clouds? And And how am I supposed to prep my kids for this world to make sure my daughter is can take care of herself and make sure my, my boys aren't don't become these kind of shitty men that do these things to women sign them up for jujitsu well yeah i mean that's one thing but that that's can't one be thing. i mean we can't and all go to jujitsu of course you can <laughs> why not why can't everybody go and this is the i you know what i agree with you i i don't i don't know if it's just because we're all spending more time With media, yeah, our heads buried in our devices. It it, do, it does feel like there is a growing um, hatred and distrust and um, sort of a, a, a a backlash movement. It feels like since Me Too, there has been a backlash. I feel like With it, it was even before that. I feel like I feel like it was when Hillary Clinton ran for president. Mm. It's like, can you believe? Like, I feel like there was this like attitude. The, like, like, can you believe this? this like the audacity up, of yeah, her. this uppity chick just thinking she can be president. Yeah, and you see these great like, interviews. Who does she think she is? All of a sudden, yeah, you see these great interviews from that time period where they interview like Trump supporters and they go like. Can a woman be president? No, no, I don't think that they're 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 stable enough to be able to do that. You know, they get their period <laughs> and they're gonna you know start a nuclear war. Actually, and then, women were saying that, right? Yeah, women like a woman was saying this. Yeah, and then the interviewer goes, "Hang on, hasn't every war been started by men?" Yeah, and then the woman goes, "Yeah, yeah, but but you, you know, know we can't trust women. No, we can't. Like, no. And you're that, like that you're was a woman. that was Jordan Klepperman. Oh, he's that was, amazing. That was uh, Trevor. No- that was Trevor Noah's. Yeah. Uh, Correspondent. Oh, he's amazing. Political correspondent. Jordan yeah. Klepperman? Or Jordan Klepper. 
Okay, I'll, I'll put I'll put it in the show I think notes. It's, I'll, I'll put a link to that okay. that video that, that I'm talking about. Oh my about. god, it's so good. Sorry, I just want to. Yeah, it's Jordan Klepper. Sorry, no man. Just okay. Jordan Klepper. He's super funny. He's he's really good. Mm. And and one of the articles that you sent me today to look at is why do we put the onus on on women to defend themselves? Why is why aren't we not teaching the people that are doing the offense, who are largely male, mm-hmm. to knock that shit off? That it's not okay to do those things. Why is the potential victim the one that bears the responsibility of not becoming a victim? It's interesting that you ask that question because that is the number one argument against women learning self-defense. Is that it shouldn't <laughs> be our responsibility to learn self-defense. It should be... The onus should be on men or perpetrators right. to not rape or to not assault. And cool. Yeah. But that's right? unfortunately but, not the world but, we live in. And you know, Eve Torres Gracie, who used to be a WWE diva and is now married to the grandson of... Grandson? Yeah. Of Helio Gracie. He's, she's married to Henner Gracie. And they actually, they, they do a lot of work with the Women Empowered um, Gracie Self-Defense Program and the Bullyproof Program. So that's like, it, it's almost like a mashup, a mashup between like Boy Scouts and, and Jiu-Jitsu or like Cub Scouts and Jiu-Jitsu. So, so the Bullyproof Program is like, they, um, they have to go out and do... Like they have to get a respect um, badge. badge, and yeah. I don't know if they do badges, but they have like little cards and stuff that they get that they get filled in. That is so cool. It's super cool. So that- they and, and and it's like you know kindness and you know doing something in your community or volunteering something like that for kids, and then the rest of the the, the rest of the time they spend learning self defense and de escalation techniques and Brazilian jiu jitsu techniques and verbal boundary setting to de-escalate issues between between kids and their and their bullies and so anyway so she she her and her sister-in-law vic gracie victoria gracie um they do a lot for women's self-defense and i i i i think their stuff is incredible and she talks about we don't learn self-defense because it's our responsibility we learn self-defense because Violence is our reality. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought Sadly. that was so that like that's such a powerful statement that hey, when the day comes where everyone has finally got on on board with not raping and not sexually assaulting, like <laughs> that'll be so great when everybody gets on board with that with the not raping with the not raping thing please everybody can we just not can we do just the get on board anymore? yeah um and and this is the thing this is why i i think i am very careful about talking about rape 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 because be as horrible of a thing as it is sexual assault is far more common mm-hmm. and far more um prevalent with people that you know right the chances of you being accosted by a total stranger and held down and raped. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Of course it happens. Yeah. It's much more common 
for you to be sexually assaulted by someone that you know in a social situation or a, or a work party situation or something of that nature. That is far more common. And what I think makes it so dangerous is that sometimes it's so the line is so blurry between what's appropriate and what's inappropriate that a lot of women will second guess themselves right. and be like, did that, am I, is that, is that me? Or am I just being, because of course we get told you're just being oversensitive. Well, there's a socialization just, of women to acquiesce and to be subservient. Yes. And, and, and you know, well, you wanted it because you were drinking because of what you were wearing, because you were, you fucked this guy last night because you, um, I don't give a shit if I had a gangbang last night. That doesn't mean, that doesn't give you the right to put your hands on me today. I didn't, by the way. I, that's no shame. But <laughs> no, no, like, I don't want to yuck, did, I don't wanna yuck anybody's yum, but that's not my, but, but, the, but that's, but that's the thing is that so much is called into question and women call themselves into question. Yeah. What did I do? What did yeah. I do to make this happen? How did I contribute to this situation? no. An assault is is committed by a perpetrator, mm-hmm. not by a victim. Why is this the only kind of crime where we blame the victim? Yeah. If somebody breaks into your house and steals your TV, it's they're going to be like, for the what door was open. your house wearing when it got broken into? <laughs> Had it been drinking? I mean, I saw all the different stuff in that liquor cabinet. I mean, come on. Right? What yeah. kind of you know alarm system did you have there? Nobody's going to say that. Right? No. And so I think that's 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 what makes this such a a multifaceted problem. Yeah. Because there's so much to it and women are so um it, once they've finished putting themselves through the ringer and they've decided yes, I have this did happen to me and realized like I need to do something about this and then they get assaulted all over again. Yeah. <laughs> by by the system and it's particularly bad on post-secondary campuses yeah so i do work with um i do a lot of work with young women that are kind of finishing high school and going off to university to go into the lion's den yeah 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 because you know colleges and universities they want to keep their numbers low so the way that they do that is that they don't report and they encourage externally externally and yeah. well and even internally they encourage well yeah and they encourage the women to not report to the police i'm shaking my head and i can't in disbelief yeah yeah um there's a fabulous documentary called the hunting ground that i've been trying to get you to watch with me for it's a hard to find now. now online i actually remember i i made you order the dvd for me because we couldn't get it but who has dvd players anymore? i do i have a dvd player i have All one right. in my house remember okay, you, you brought know what it? i'm gonna do yes we're gonna make that digital <laughs> okay and then we'll that load it up on something like yeah. on a usb or something yeah yeah that'd be great we'll do that. yeah because nothing has a disk drive anymore as a backup <laughs> Not for distribution, like personal backup in case. No, no, no. I bought. No, I bought. The, I, I bought, bought the DVD. No, it's it's a fantastic. Um, and, and the hunting ground. I'll I'll put a trailer in 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 the show notes. Yes, um, please do. But yeah. it's basically about sexual, sexual assault, assault on, on college on, campuses. Yes, yeah. and how and 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 especially when the perpetrator is like an athlete. An athlete. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like there's a particularly disturbing part where um, at Notre Dame. There's a football player that gets accused. Big football of, school in the U.S. Huge football school. Yeah. 
Um, he gets accused of rape, not sexual assault, rape. And um, the campus police, this one, they actually interview him. He used to be a campus police officer. Um, and he actually ended up quitting after years and years of like, this is bullshit. Um, the campus, the authorities were not allowed to go to either a practice facility or a gym facility or a locker facility to collect these these students. Hmm. And it's like, that is the only place that you, when you actually know where they're going to be and when they're going to be there. Yeah. And they were not allowed to go and talk to them there or pick them up there. And this guy was just like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, it was crazy. And he's like, these, these kids are, these young women are just, they're being, they're being told over and over and over again, you are not as important yeah, you're gonna wreck this kid's life if you yeah. report this. Oh, and 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 imagine what the hometown crowd will do without their star quarterback right. for the game this Friday. Yeah, that's one thing I'm happy about COVID. Like, <laughs> there fuck aren't that. no more Friday night lights. No more sports. No more sports. No more sport ball. Stop. I mean, it's happening, but nobody's going to it. <laughs> so now, I, actually, one thing I just wanted to circle back to something that you sure, said earlier okay. about that bullyproof program. Mm. I wish that was around when I was a kid. Yeah. Because I was bullied mercilessly as a yes, kid. Yes, you told me that. Because I was little. Yes. And smart. <laughs> and shitty. A bit annoyingly yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. And and made sure everybody knew, much mm. like my oldest son, how smart I was. How much smarter <laughs> I was than other people. I hadn't learned the de-escalation techniques mm. that they taught in Bullyproof. Right. right, right. But my parents, because it was the 80s. Right. And Karate Kid was like... <laughs> The biggest the movie biggest ever. The biggest movie. The original, by the way, not the shitty. Yeah, not the not the. James, oh my God, Cobra Kai is yeah. coming to friggin' Netflix. Everybody watch Cobra Kai. All right, yeah, no. But you need to... to have watched the original uh, Karate Kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. To understand how awesome Cobra, Cobra Kai, Kai is. is. Okay, yeah. Um, anyway, so they signed you up for karate. So they signed me up for karate mm-hmm. um, at uh, you know like my low. I think it was actually at my elementary school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, after hours or whatever. <laughs> And, you know, I learned the katas and mm-hmm. I did all the punching and kicking and yeah and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then I would go into the change room to get out of my karate gi into my like regular clothes and the higher belts would bully me. I was like, oh my gosh. You're right? Seriously? And, and my sensei didn't do shit about it because I don't think he really knew it. But oh then I was like, God. so my parents put me in karate so that I'd be able to deal with bullies because I'd be able to like, And there were you know, like, like stronger bullies that knew more than you. And, then, and like a green belt oh is like God. wedging me or whatever in, oh. in the change room. Wedging you? Well, maybe not quite that bad, but like, oh my God. you know, that's, so. That's the worst story ever. Yeah. And I wish like the Bullyproof program had been around because, yeah. because it was more well-rounded than teaching people like mm-hmm. you know choreographed fight scenes mm-hmm. and instead taught real world skills and i think the the that bullyproof program i think what's so great about it is that it's great for preventing being bullied mm-hmm. but i think and that through all that community outreach and stuff like that i think it also helps prevent people from bullying absolutely yeah right because it creates an understanding and and because a lot of bullies are either bullied themselves from somewhere else or or, reacting to shit in their lives yeah exactly and and you're right i think when you have like a more of a community building Mm -hmm. group 
that that's that's the effect of that and when when community minded and team building behavior is rewarded yeah. not just about winning yes okay uh, back to cobra are, kai where people are getting where people no just, sorry just back to sports in general <laughs> you know i'm sorry i'm scarred from when like my kids would play soccer and stuff and there was some shithead that like would never pass the ball or learn a skill or anything that would like get paid for, you know, 20 bucks for a hat trick or something. And you're like, fuck off. Like, you know, there's seven. Stop it. Stop. Knock it off. Knock it off. Your kid's not going to the NHL. I feel like we're getting off track. (laughs) (laughs) So self-defense, absolutely great for kids. And absolutely, I think, in my opinion, essential for women. In the world we live in today, yes. I would wholeheartedly we all, and, agree. And we all, unfortunately or fortunately, all live in the world we're in and, today. and this isn't to say that like we need to stop trying to change the world. I think, no, I think they have to happen at the same time. I think, For sure. I think women need to be prepared to be able to look after themselves and to be able to not have to have a fucking list as long as their arm of things they have to do every time they leave their house. Right. I don't think it's... It's, it's not as overt as that it's just a low key always being aware like you know i always look around before i open my trunk to put my groceries in why you look why because there's only one time that i feel that and it has nothing to do with being attacked what do you mean that that like where you go from being hyper vigilant mm-hmm when you're not vigilant anymore okay and for me that's when i come back home no absolutely when i travel internationally whatever the country is always on this like low level vigilance right and then i come back home i think that's everybody though no but i'm a i'm a man so i don't like what happens is you can do the same travel and come home and you still need to worry about oh, when I you see. put your groceries yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, exactly. I do. I, I go through passport control and like, I'm like, I'm, I'm home, home I'm done right? now. Like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, Everything yeah. is cool, right? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't end for for women. No. And it's fucking terrible that whether it's, it's something that you are aware of or not, there's a part of your brain, there's some energy that Absolutely. is being spent on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a... It's a, it's a it's a low-level vigilance. Yeah. That's there. It's, it's interesting that you talked about your kids mm. because when my children were babies, like when my oldest was a baby, I hadn't started jiu-jitsu yet. And funny enough, that was the only time I wasn't scared of being out alone. Having a baby? Yeah. In your arms? You figured nobody's going to... Just with me. Huh. Just with me. Because I was quite confident that... If somebody ever tried to hurt me or my baby, I would. You'd have mom strength, and they, and that You'd that is that is an actual thing. Like, it is. I had an adrenaline rush. You had one? No, I no. I'm just, oh. I had an adrenaline rush, and I threw the car off of the highway. Like, it's, <laughs> um, but but that was the only time that I felt like you know what, come at me, bro. Like, just try, please try, please try to hurt me or hurt my baby when he's with me or whatever it is like there that's not going to happen that was but beginning jujitsu and it's still not about well i could kill somebody i'm not walking around thinking 
Oh, I could kill that guy. That, that's what that I guy. felt karate was like in the 80s. It was like you got to be a black belt so you could kick the shit out of people who weren't black belts in karate. But I think the philosophy, I don't think that's karate's philosophy, but I think jujitsu really has that philosophy of like, everything's cool, man. Like, yeah. Some of the coolest black belts that I've known through you, mm-hmm. that's the, like, they're like Bruce Lee. Like, They're be like water. confident. Like, just... Yeah. And, and, and without being showy. Yes. It's yeah. just like, you know, that dude can... Or that chick can handle themselves. Right. And 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 they know that they can handle themselves. So they're just like, whatever, man. Like, it's cool. Right? Like... And this is the thing, is that because Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is primarily a defensive art, that's why it was developed. Yes. Yeah. As a defensive art, not as an offensive art. And, you know, a lot of these people um, that are taking, like, Aikido and that kind of stuff, that is more of, like, a cultural mar- martial art. Right. It's not really meant to be used in street fighting. Yeah, its application in modern times is is limited. It's much more limited. And and I'm not saying that... It's, it's cool. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying that, you know, don't think that, oh, I can fucking kill anybody now. No, you can't. And... Even as a purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which Joe Rogan would describe as a dangerous individual, I still don't walk around like, oh yeah. Picking fights. Like picking fights and shooting my mouth off and embarrassing the shit out of you. And like, I think I would say I'm probably less likely to start a fight. I'd rather just leave. You know what? I don't like the vibe here. I don't like what's going on. Because you don't want to... You don't want it to get to a point where you have to do something about it. I really don't. Because there's paperwork and police officers <laughs> and all sorts of stuff. Because you're going to take that arm there's home pictures. with you. Yeah, you're going to be breaking things. And yeah. it's just, it's more of a hassle to deal with that fallout than just not being in that situation. Honestly, I would, yeah. I, I mean, I would, I would much, in, in an altercation, I would probably go for the choke more than anything else rather than breaking something well as you say everybody goes to sleep everybody right? goes to sleep a lot of people can fight with a broken arm a Can't lot of people when can. you're asleep it's really it, everybody goes to sleep yep. it's really hard to fight when you're unconscious and and apparently i haven't had this happen to me but apparently when you wake up from that kind of you nap, out? you're all like yeah you're all it's like hey man it's cool all the fights gone oh my god you. can we do that after this podcast absolutely can you knock you me want out me to put you out for a put while me out, put me out just like i won't tap on a rear naked choke <laughs> and then i want to wake up and see what it's like put your arm up and then when your arm drops i'll know you're out and then i'll and then i'll wait a little oh god, while totally and then let go <laughs> we're totally doing that so the fact of the matter is the studies show that self-defense works yeah it it reduces, um, it reduces sexual assaults. Um, they did a study on post-secondary campuses in Canada and that it does work. Women that learn self-defense, um, they, all of the numbers are better for the resistance group. Like women that were taught self-defense techniques and that could be anything from physical strategies um, to forceful verbal strategies. Right. So a verbal strategy, you know, you hear a lot of talk about boundaries. Right. And I think that is the first thing that puts women in danger is because we are not socialized. To say no. To set boundaries. Yeah. 
physical or otherwise. We are taught to be polite. Right. And don't embarrass anyone. And don't make a scene. And so we don't. And then we find ourselves in situations that we shouldn't be in, like um, getting into an elevator with a man or a group of men. And you go, I don't, this doesn't feel right. But you go, don't be silly. Like, it's ridiculous. Don't, don't make a scene. Don't embarrass anybody. And you get on the elevator. And now you are in a soundproof metal box with people you're afraid of. Like, what a dumb thing to do. But that's the way we're, and, and, you, and you think about that and you go, that's really stupid. But that's the way we're socialized to do that. that so, so when, sorry, yep. No, continue. I'll, I'll ask my question. So when, when we learn, the thing that makes Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu so powerful is because you start to walk around differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it changes the way you move. Oh yeah, in the world, I, I I can attest from seeing the way you move through this world. It's different. I actually found a Psychology Today article by Wendy Patrick, okay, a PhD, and the article is called "Looks Matter: How Criminals Choose Their Victims." I'll uh, I'll put that in the show notes. Um. We've all heard the unfortunate phrase sometimes used in sexual assault cases describing a victim as asking for it, which makes me crazy. She said, having prosecuted sex crimes for over 20 years, I'm well aware that even some jurors subscribe to this type of wrong thinking. While no one is asking to be victimized by the way they walk, dress, or behave, criminals reveal they are attuned to all of the above in selecting victims. Man. So... So the article goes on to say, what does a crime victim look like? Criminals tell us what they look for. So there is a typology. There's a victim a type. That criminals will look for. Because here's the thing. I think we imagine that perpetrators are like these big, giant, like wearing, fearless wearing monster people. Yeah. And the reality is they want a pliable victim. They want someone who will go quietly yeah. and easily. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't want somebody who's going to cause nope. noise or, or call, like call attention or fight back. Um, and, and this is why self-defense works is because a lot of times they will give up, especially if you're very verbal, right? And this is the thing they you know, shut up or I'll, I'll kill you. Really? Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. So um, so the article goes on to say that serial killer Ted Bundy admitted in a personal interview in 1985 that he could tell a victim by the way she walked down the street, the tilt of her head, the manner in which she carried herself, etc. Unfortunately, research corroborates the reality that criminals do in fact look for or at least notice certain traits when selecting potential victims. While nothing excuses crime, knowledge is power in the sense that there are things we can do to protect ourselves. Um, so um, when I work with my, with my groups, I, we have a lot of discussions about this kind of behavior out in the world. So things like 
wearing your earbuds when you're outside by yourself. Yeah. Looking at your phone, distracted by your phone when you're out by yourself. Walking slowly, aimlessly, kind of not really... Being aware. Looking where you're going, thinking about where you're going. Um, Or also people that have poor physical literacy where they look like they'd be easy to overpower. Right. And it's not like you have to be giant. It's just that, and, you know, kind of a throwback callback to our um, our fitness episode. And if you haven't listened to it, you should listen to it. <laughs> we would be so grateful if you did that. Um, physical literacy is something that you develop when you try different types of physical activities and it changes the way you move and the way you walk. And it makes you look like, hey, you know, here's somebody who looks like they're comfortable in their body and they're moving that way. Um, I've, I've done a little bit of traveling by myself and you talk about you being hypervigilant when you're traveling. Oh, I'm sure you're even more vigilant when I'm traveling alone. Absolutely. Like you don't see me out following Google maps and going, which way do I go? No, no, no. I'm mapping everything out. I know exactly where I'm going before I leave my hotel room. Yeah. Because there is no way I'm going to go anywhere and look like a fucking tourist not knowing where I'm going. Yeah, I remember I remember when you were on your way to meet me in the Galapagos mm. and the kind of gateway city is a city in Ecuador called Guayaquil. Yes. And <laughs> Guayaquil is notable because it's kind of rapey. Yes, you did you mentioned that to me and actually the tra- the, tra- so the travel doctor that I went to said the same thing yeah. that it's it's very very dangerous. Do not go out at night by yourself. Men get mugged, women get assaulted, like do not just go get to your hotel and stay mm-hmm. there. And I put you in a hotel that was like five minutes, five minutes from the yeah. airport. And so you was, sent and you sent me a, a, there, a hotel was, shuttle too. There was a car waiting for you. Mm-hmm. And then but you mentioned like you got there. It was <clears throat> it was the middle of the night. And you're like, you know, the bellhops carrying your bags, the front desk, and you're like, this place is, seems like it's fucking deserted. Yeah. Well, you know what scared me? And that's the thing. That was something that I thought to myself. The, there, most of the lights were off because it was late at night. It was probably quarter to one in the morning. Yeah, it was a late flight. The concierge was there. The driver that brought me was there. The porter that was taking all my bags was there. And I'm like, here's these three men. There's three dudes. In the middle of the night that know I'm in a hotel room by myself. In rapey Waikiki. Yeah. And yeah. I honestly... I checked when they when they brought me to my room and I I checked the room before I started relaxing because well, I like, was like like under the bed and in the closet. Yeah, like and stuff? what if there's someone here? Like I it, it was just one of those things where I was like, I need to check to make sure and they were lovely. Like they were totally lovely people. Please don't get me wrong. There was like, nothing that like set you off. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. They were wonderful. But it was just it was one of those things where I was like, here's these three people. At least three people who know I've checked into this hotel room by myself. It, you know, it's so in 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 a in a city that's known for assault, <laughs> not being the safest place to be as a single woman. So it's a horrible tourism campaign, eh? Yeah, we're not selling it. Are we? <laughs> I didn't see very much of it. No, I basically we didn't. saw the hotel and the airport, and I mean, that, that was, was it, it, pretty much. Yeah, but um, so. I think definitely on, you know, the, the, the research is in that verbal techniques and physical techniques work and that 
walking the way you walk through the world makes a difference yeah. as well. Yeah. I always make eye to- eye contact with people when I pass them on the street and I'll nod or I'll smile. Yeah, every time we go for a walk you're like, "Good morning." Hello. <laughs> Beautiful day. <laughs> and everybody's and a lot of times people are like, "What the fuck is this chick on about?" <laughs> It's like when you're on the subway and like somebody starts talking to you, like, dude, we're on the subway. Nobody talks here. Nobody like, talks here. Well, now everybody's got masks on, so nobody's yeah, talking through the mask. But I I I do that on purpose because it's just it's a friendlier version of I just want to let you know that I see you. I just want to <laughs> let you know. And and it's surprising it's surprising how disarming smiling at strangers is. Because Try it, it's fun. Try it, it's fun. We're uh, people are they look surprised for a minute and then they smile back because it's reflexive, right? Like they just, they're like, yeah. oh, okay, and and when I smile at people, it shows I'm clearly not afraid of you because I wouldn't be smiling at you if I was afraid of you. Yep. Right. Um, unless they tell me to smile, then they should run because <laughs> that's no good. Um, I want to be clear though. There is some really really bad self defense advice out there. Like strip mall self self defense, like mall, yeah, center of the mall training course kind of stuff. So there was an article. It was it's an opinion piece um, by Taylor Tuga. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Who um, spoke to um, an MMA fighter named Steve Peters to ask him what he thought about self defense classes. And I actually agree with this assessment. And we've, um, my jujitsu sisters and I, and some of the black belts that I know have had discussions about this, um, about kind of a, a weekend self-defense class that you would go to, you know, like, yeah. like Phoebe and Rachel going to a weekend self-defense class and they go for a couple of days and they're like, we could, we could like, we can handle anything and anyone. No, no, you can't. No. Um, this kind of McDojo self-defense that teaches you Mc to like dojo. gouge somebody's eyes out with your keys or... Hold on a second. You carry your keys like you're going to I know I somebody. do, but, I, but I'm not going to use... I'm not going to gouge anybody's eye out. Like, but, who am I But kidding? to teach people like that's going to save you from getting raped. Well, yeah. There, that and like the groin strike and the, you know, the, the, the palm strike to the throat and all that kind of stuff. Those. The, yeah. The reality is, is that you are going to shit your pants if something ever happens. And and that weekend that you did six months ago of women's self-defense is going to be right out the fucking window. You are just not going to remember that. And you, you will, your body just goes, what the fuck? Like, I don't know if anybody's ever experienced fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. It's, it, and, and assault victims will tell you that my body just froze. I just froze. They'll go, right. why, did, why didn't you say no? Why didn't you fight? Why didn't you do this or that? Because their body is in that fight or flight state where it's like, I'm just trying to not get killed. So I'm just going to lie here. Yeah, whatever. And whatever's whatever. going to make it go quickly and with the least amount of, yeah. of long-term damage. And and the reality is, is that Taylor argues that it, it, is, it causes more damage than having nothing because going of, to this. Because of like a self, self-inflated sense of ability. Like, yeah, I, of, I learned of, how to of gouge invincibility, right? right? Like, yeah. oh, I took a self-defense class. Like, I took a weekend like a year ago. And I remember having this conversation with one of the black belts at my club. And he was like, look, you know, the people that are going to best be able to defend your, themselves are people like you that lift weights three, four times a week and do jujitsu three, four times a week 
and you've been doing it for years. You have strength and you know how to break things on people. Yeah. And you've been doing it for years. And this is the thing is that, you know, we have a saying, drillers are killers, right? So the more you do certain movement patterns, the more they become a part of you. Uh, They're autonomous, yeah. Absolutely. And so those are the things that are going to kick in when you're in a frightening situation or when your, you know, sympathetic nervous system kicks in and it's your training years and years and years and years of doing the same things over and over and over and over again in the same situation. And that is the time that you are going to be able to use that to your advantage. And so, um, you know, basically, um, this Steve Peters says like, forget your like self-defense courses for women, all that kind of stuff. I mean, aside from like Eve Gracie's stuff, yeah. um, even Henry Gracie stuff, learn how to fight. So that means learning how to box, learning how to kickbox, learning Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you know, doing those things as a part of your life yeah, and just making it a part of you so that, you know, self-defense and, and, and learning a martial art isn't about like, well, I did that thing on the weekend and I'm cool now. Like, no. No, you have to That's do it. That's not how that works. You have to drill it repeatedly to make it something that you don't have to be conscious about. I stand up, when I'm sitting on a floor, I stand up the same way every time. Yeah. I, I, I do the technical get up every time. I have done that over and over thousands of times. I've done that te- technical get up. It's just part of how my body moves now, right? And the girls that I've worked with, they do a lot of journaling. Right. And they talk about how it changes, you know, because we were all socialized to mm-hmm. be polite and, and, and meek and, you know, kind of put your head down and don't make too much noise. Yeah. They would talk about how they'd never, I've never had anybody come back to me and say, I had to do this move on somebody. Never. But what they tell me and what they write about is that, you know what? I used to walk around with my head down. And just kind of like, oh. mm-hmm. and now I don't. Now I'm aware of my my environment and I look people in the eye and I walk with purpose and I have that physical confidence to do that now because I know enough of these techniques and they've become a part of who I am that it's not that you could kill anybody that shows up. It's that you're less likely to be chosen as a victim Yeah. by these perpetrators yep. because you look like, a bad idea. Yeah. You're going to be trouble. Yeah. You're going to be more trouble than it's worth. And I think going back to the beginning of this conversation, I think maybe that's what you were talking about where you go, you know, to somebody who is ill-intentioned, she looks like a bad idea. Yeah. Because there's so many things about you that I think if somebody wanted to cause you harm mm-hmm. would be benefits. You're a woman. You're small. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're strong as fuck, but you're still little. I am little. <laughs> Who's that? That's my kitty. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's feeling lonely. Um, but no, I, I it, I'm it's I think I'm very easily underestimated. Yeah, I think. I, and but I think that's also by design. I think. In general, you prefer I, people. Listen, to I did not you. design myself to be this short. If I could change that. I would. I you used to go to bed at night and, and pray that I was five seven. I always wanted to be five seven. Oh my god! If you were five seven, I'd be frightening. 
Yeah. It's terrifying. My you, son said that to me. You would be the damselfish of women, man. <laughs> my my younger son said that to me. Like, it's a good thing you're small, man, because if you were if you were like five five, five six, you would be terrifying. Kicking down doors and <laughs> yeah. Um so I can I would you indulge me and I'll share with you some of the worst self defense advice I found sure. on the internet. Public service announcement coming up. Yeah. Walk away. Just walk away? No. <laughs> Give me yeah. your purse and then you just turn around and walk yeah, away. Yeah, just ignore them. Like McLovin in Superbad? Uh, yeah, do not. Superbad. I, don't, I don't think I've seen that whole movie. Okay. Okay. After you choke me out, uh, we're then going to watch Superbad. All right. Okay. Um, please do not turn your back on somebody who means to do you harm. That's a terrible mm, idea. Mm, 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 Get mm. them to give you their back. That's a there better idea. There yeah. you go. Um, that's my go-to, by the way. Like, I would always just find a way to, like, backpack them and choke them unconscious. That's my, that's my MO. Basically climb on their back and hold yeah. on until they pass out. Yeah. Which, it shouldn't take too long. Um, buy a rape whistle. Yeah, okay. Because everybody responds to those. <laughs> Who the fuck responds to a whistle? Like, yeah, it's like, oh, somebody must be getting raped somewhere. Let's let's scour the area. <laughs> like, what a dumbass Let's bring thing. out the anti-rape squad. Like, Yeah, like, you know, I mean, I, do they even work for bears? Whistles? No. No, they don't. Okay, so I don't know why I have one. Um, it's not for rape. It's in case you get lost in a jungle or something. I read somewhere where they're like, 99% of fights don't go to the ground. So jujitsu is is as as a self defense is useless. Oh, they don't. They don't go to the ground. I don't Two know people many... stand there and do buckets and like for twenty minutes, and then they go, okay, cool, and I, then walk away from each other. I don't know how many people get raped standing up. Well, I guess they could put you up against a wall Possibly. and rape you from behind. But yeah. but you know, I would say that a lot of things go to the ground. Every, Most every fights go to the ground. playground fight Mo- you've ever seen ends up on the ground. Most skirmishes that I've ever witnessed yeah. go to the ground. Yeah. So, and and this is this is the thing with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is that and I I don't like to use this term but <laughs> the so-called I'm doing air quotes rape position huh. where where I'm on my back and they're in between my legs. Um it is actually one of the best positions to be in. In Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you have a lot of options from that position. Right. And it doesn't take very much to get a choke on from there. It's very, very easy to do that. When somebody's in your guard like that? Yes. Huh? Yeah. When, you're, when your ankles are crossed, it's called guard. When they're not, it's the right position. But right, yeah. okay. But um, <laughs> yeah, like it, and they're going to have to get you down there at some point, mm-hmm. right? Um and they're going to have to be one-handed at some point because they're going to have to try and get their pants off if they're going to do anything. Most most men don't walk around naked from the waist down. Or with tearaway pants or anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my God. I, I, I read this one and I was like, oh. Shit your pants. That was... Oh, that's, my God. I don't know anyone who can shit on command. Do you? It reminds me of that really funny Sarah Silverman uh, bit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About her sister who thought she was getting raped, but it turns out she was just shitting her pants, and that's why yeah, her pants were falling she was down. Super drunk. She was oh, super drunk. So bad. But do you know anybody who can shit their pants on demand like that? I'm pretty sure I could not piss or shit on no, demand. No, no. In any circumstance like, other than being oh on the toilet. Oh my God. Like, yeah, what a horrible... 
Um, Shit your pants because the, I guess the implication being that like now you're so foul that nobody would want to fuck you. I guess. I don't know. It's just. I mean, the dude's a rapist. I know, but yeah, like, like he's he's used to some unsavory shit to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, remain calm. Uh, okay. Yeah, no. It. This isn't an orderly evacuation. No, like I, I honestly, thankfully, I have never been in an assault situation since doing since starting this training, but I'm pretty sure that I would still be scared out of my fucking mind. Yeah. It's still scary as shit. And and I always joke to my to my sensei that one of my only worries is that if they've seen UFC and they tap, I'll let them go. <laughs> <laughs> right. You go, oh, okay. Instead oh, I'm of, sorry. <laughs> instead of breaking their shoulder or putting them Or putting or them something. to sleep. If they tap, it's like, oh, yeah, sorry. Because um, that's how well-trained we are. We're trained to let go yeah. when somebody taps. And it's just like, yeah, no. And it's like... Um, and my sensei was like, no, you have to think in your head. No, you're going to sleep, bitch. That's, and I was like, that's why you're my sensei. That's right. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, kick them in the nuts. I mean, if you can land a kick in the nuts. I mean, if you flick a ball sack, I'm on the ground. If you kick it with some force and like mm. throw those nuts in your throat, like that's, I mean... I don't want to be the person to test to see if I can still then try and rape after doing that. But I feel okay. like it's going to slow the person down. Why is that bad advice? It's bad advice because I, I am very wary of any um, self-defense technique that depends on that kind of accuracy and that kind of force. And what do you do? What is your reflex action if I even move towards your groin? I mean, not in a friendly way. way. Yeah, no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if it's a friendly way. I know what's up. Okay. No, but like if somebody tried to kick me there, like you protect it. That's right. Or sidestep or something. You, you, it is, it is like a reflex that you guys have to protect that area. Because it is super sensitive. That's right. So it's not great advice. It's not great advice to, to, oh, just kick them in the nuts. It's not that easy to do. It's not like this person is standing there going, hey, what's up? And you grab them by the shoulders and drive your knee into their nutsack. So a better, a better, better advice would be flick them in the nuts because <laughs> that they won't be expecting. Yes. And that hurts like fuck. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't have nuts, but I've heard that. I've heard oh, yeah, that no, it's, it it's does. horribly painful. Um, and then the other one that I found was don't fight back. And I, I wrote in brackets here, fuck that. Like Absolutely just, fuck just that. Just lie back and let it happen? Ugh, that, I mean, that, ugh, that just like sends a shiver up my spine. Ugh. But absolutely fight back. Kick, scream, bite, scratch, like put them to sleep, break their arms, break their knee, whatever you have to do. The more noise you can make, the absolutely. more commotion you can make. Yes, absolutely. Because you know what? They don't want something that they're going to have to fight for like that. I think I know where the advice is coming from for that, though. Because if you do all those things, what is the assailant going to try and do? He's going to try and shut you up. Right? Right. So it, I guess I guess the advice is lay back and just get raped or fight and still get raped, but also get a broken jaw and but the, a black the, eye. But the research shows that, that people that fight back are more likely to flee 
mm. and or survive, like if they're like if somebody's trying to murder them, for example, right, um, are more likely to flee and survive than okay. people that don't. Okay. And that's what the research shows us uh, that right. doing like fighting back is always better than not fighting back. And you know what? If somebody and I know this is unsavory, but if somebody is intent on killing you, especially with a weapon, they'll do it. But at least if they're successful in that part, you're gonna, they're going to have some damage on them. C points stay calm. <laughs> like if they're going to kill you, they're going to kill you. So you might as well, there's no point in freaking out about no, it. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm yeah. saying if, the, if, you know, if you say anything, I'll kill you. Oh, I got I'm it, I saying got that. Yeah. Okay. Sure. You know what? If, if, if you're going to do that, you're going to do that anyway. Right. So I'm going to leave fucking do. marks yeah. on you and I'm going to make sure that you are easily identifiable as DNA. the dude that, that yeah. fucking killed me. So, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So that's. That was some of the worst advice that I'd seen, but I and but I agree with um, Steve Peters. Like, learn to fight. Learn to is fight. That, is that the advice that you would give then to to people who are like, how do I make myself better prepared so I don't have to be scared when I leave my house? Learn how to fight. Yeah. Learn an art like yes. BJJ. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Kickboxing. I I have a friend of mine who. Um, she, I mean, she is about five, nine. She's a former model. She kind of looks like Wonder Woman a little bit. She's kind of like, she's tall and kind of lanky and she looks very delicate. Okay. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to put a face, put well, a name she, for this. And, and, and she's been doing kickboxing for oh. years, years. Okay. I know it is. And, um, she is fucking lethal, man. I, she talked me into doing a kickboxing class with her, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'll do that." <laughs> and oh my god, like it—it it was like it was—it took everything I had to do pads with her. Really, eh? she hits she super hits so hard. hard. She kicks super hard. And this is the thing: when you feel that hard, it's not that they're kicking hard; it's just that their technique is so good that that's how you feel it. Right. Right. Um, and they'll say like. If it feels like it, 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 you hit hard, you didn't. If it feels like nothing, it's a, that's a lot of times you're like, put their lights out shot. Right. And I went like an hour doing this shit. And she was like, did you like it? And I was like, yeah, man, that was awesome. She's like, you going to do it again? And I was like, fuck no. Never. No, uh, no, I'll go back. I'd like to put my gi back on and just go back to choking people. That'd be awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, but th- the reality is, is that if, if you want that confidence of walking around in the world, yeah. if you want to actually be able to have the confidence to set verbal boundaries with people, like if you tell someone to stop, if they're coming towards you and you tell them to stop, like say I'm at a gas station at okay. night and, and there's a bus stop on the street and there's a man there and he gets up and he starts walking towards me while I'm filling up my car. And I tell him to stop and he doesn't, then I know, okay, shit, you know what? Shit's about to go down. And then I've already tried to set my boundary verbally, but now I can back it up physically. Right. And when you have those two components, then the chances of you being chosen as a victim or succumbing to that assault go down dramatically. Right. Right. Um, because, 
And, and jujitsu is so great for women because it is meant for the smaller, weaker opponent. Right. It equalizes that size advantage. Yeah. In and, a lot of cases. And listen, I, I mean, again, when I'm on the mat training with my jujitsu brothers and sisters, and there's somebody that's, you know, I feel excited when somebody is the same weight as me or only outweighs me by 20 or 30 pounds. Right. Usually it's way more than that. Yeah. Um, but, and if we're all training, then anything could happen. But, you know, on the street, um, somebody who is untrained and has properly underestimated me, um, I feel pretty confident that I could get home to my family. And that's, that's really what it's about, isn't it? At the end of the day, oh, yeah. just getting back home to your family. Um, you know, do you remember that thing I tagged you in the other day? Oh my God. I didn't want to bring it up because it's so disturbing. I think I want to bring it up. Uh, and you know what? Um, it reminds me of a dating story you told me as well. Okay. You know what I'm talking about, right? My dating story? Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to talk about the, the thing that, that no, you tagged re- me in? No, I feel like I've been talking for a long time. So, oh, I mean, do you want me to talk about it? Yeah. Oh, do. man. All right. So, so B tagged me in a social, I think it was on Facebook or something, mm-hmm. in a post that it was this question, and then there were a bunch of responses. And the reason you tagged me in it is because not only was the question so fucking abhorrent disturbing, yeah. and dis- disturbing, but the answers were almost worse than the question. Oh, they were definitely worse than the question. So can I should I say it? Yeah. Okay. So the question was like it was a tweet. It was oh, it was a tweet. Okay. Yeah. So it was asking for like it was responses. At, like asking for advice. Right. No, not not advice, but just just responses. Just responses. Like hey, if this happened, what yeah, would you yeah, do? yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So so the the tweet was your girl has been raped by three dudes. What do you do? Yeah. What is your response? To and that? overwhelmingly, yes, the response was dump that chick. Yeah. She's and damaged. then she's not, damaged goods. I mean, that was the best case answer was yes. dump that chick mostly it was like dump that chick she's damaged goods uh three dude sperm i'm not fucking that no homo uh what is she doing what where is she without me that this would happen right like a dude any dude unless they have a fucking gun is going to be able to stop three guys intent on hurting them and then you and shared I, that story with me so i when i was living and working in honduras many years ago there was uh, an ex pat that i had because the community is kind of small where i was that was kind of in town and she told me about a situation where uh, her and her boyfriend were on a local beach which all the advice is that you're not supposed to go to these local beaches Mm -hmm. the beaches are beautiful but they're just not safe Mm -hmm. and if you want to go to the beach you go out of town to do that right and her and her boyfriend for whatever reason didn't and so they went there and well they probably figured well we're together it's well they've been and the thing is is she had been living there for a long time and nothing bad had happened and so guard had kind of dropped Mm -hmm. and uh they got mugged which is the big concern by doing this right but they took them to a secluded area on the beach right like a mangrove river or something and at machete point these couple of guys there's three guys held the boyfriend with a machete at his neck yes. while they took turns raping his girlfriend. Oh my God. And worse, she uh, went to the hospital afterwards mm-hmm. and they tested her for HIV mm-hmm. 
And she was positive. Of and course, because there was probably tearing. Of and, course, all sorts of trauma. Yeah, oh my God. And, and mm. because she didn't want her family to know what happened, she went to the public hospital, which couldn't give her the kind of like strong antibiotics they give rape victims oh and my stuff God. like that. And so she might not ever have had to deal with the fact that she contracted a sexually transmitted infection as a result of this rape if she had just been able to go to a hospital that had you know she could have paid for the care Uh. that would have done that and it's just like it was just like a horrible list of things that went wrong and this and 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 the end result is this traumatized woman who now has hiv right and, yeah. and and her dude, and her boyfriend who, who was like, "Where are you going without me?" Is like, "Oh, yeah. I was there with and, her, and, and that, they held me down with a with a machete." And that answer neck. of like, "Where is she?" That I couldn't protect her. I'm like, yeah. "Dude, you like, can't." It always amazes me when we watch these movies, like John Wick or something like that. And you have these fighters who are, "Oh my god, who, I love John I, Wick." I, okay, John Wick is amazing. The yeah. first one, the third one can go fuck itself. Yeah, yeah. But the you know you have these people who are amazing, and and then they get confronted by an opponent, like a gang of people. And then what do they do? They take turns attacking the guy. <laughs> yeah, that's that never happens in real life. No, because no. of course in real life, if you if you have three persons, three people attacking one person, mm-hmm. they're good. No matter how good that person is, they're going to overpower that person. Right. And that's exactly what happened in that situation. Yeah. Where maybe the two of them could have fended off one, one. person. Yes, exactly. Or maybe even two. Mm-hmm. The machete complicates things. It certainly does. But when you have three people, yeah. Intent on getting what they want. Yes. Yeah. And th- and this was the thing. The, the responses, and, and I think when you were asking before, like, are things getting more, like, frightening because out the there for women dangerous? or not? But, and, and I think that was part of the contribution to that mindset of, like, what the fuck is happening out there where there's all these men responding, oh, dumper, she's trash, she's damaged goods, she's just nothing but a fucking pain in the ass now, there's gonna be so much trauma, so much bullshit, like... She's just she's dead weight now. Just get rid of her. And and when that when I read that, mm-hmm. why it was so disturbing besides the fact that these comments were so callous. Right. When I read that, it was like, oh my god. Yeah. B has just been raped by three people. What do I do? What do I do? Right. Right? Yeah. And they're not entirely wrong. The trauma of that assault is going to take a long time physically and emotionally to heal. For sure. But the fact that like this is presumably somebody that you care about and this horrible thing happens to them. And then you just abandon And then you them. go, ugh, too much work. I'm out. I know. That's so awful, right? Like it's so bad. It's, it's so awful. It's like a, like a Russian nesting doll of shittiness. <laughs> God, yeah. Just every what a layer is what more a great, shittier than what the a last great one. analogy, right? Yeah, no. Oh it's, my god! And this is the thing. This is why I like. I totally agree. We should be. We should be teaching people to not assault each other, and we should be teaching people to not rape each other. Hey guys, Absolutely. don't rape. Yeah, no more raping and no can, more assaulting. Stop, can we knock that off, please? Stop it. But until that happens, I would encourage any and every woman. I don't care. How old you are, I don't care how big you are, I don't care how fragile you are, I don't care. If you have a body, you can do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yep. And I have seen, like, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is literally for everyone. Mm. I, people are like, oh, I'm not that athletic. doesn't matter. It does not matter. No. If you have a body, you can do it. And, and these groups that I've been working with, that I've worked with, um, some of them are athletes and they do pretty well. Some of them are athletes and it takes them a long time. Yeah. And some 
And some are, are just, you know, girls that love comic books and art and have never done anything physical in their lives. And you watch them just like explode with like, Oh my God, this is amazing. You know, they feel like superheroes. Yeah. Well, I, look, the first time I tapped somebody out, I was like, Oh my God, it's like a rear naked choke can do that. Yeah. Or an arm bar can do that. Yeah. And like, Oh my God. It's I'm like Superman. a superpower. I know yeah. it's, it's crazy yeah. because it doesn't, it's not about strength and it's not about speed and it's not about, um, size. It's about technique and mm-hmm. leverage mm-hmm. and and details and drilling that shit and really learning and internalizing the mindset of jiu-jitsu and the technique of jiu-jitsu. And as a woman, it has literally changed my life and it's made me a different person, a person who is more confident that I can protect myself and the people that I love. And not because I walk around like, oh, I could fucking kill you. Or, no. No, because you're not a douchebag. No, <laughs> I try not to be. No, you're not. Um, so, but it, it, it does teach you to assert yourself in a calm manner. Like, there's a big difference between being assertive and being aggressive. Yes. Aggressive suggests that you're out of control. Well, and it's confrontational. Very much so. Yeah. And that, there's a lot of posturing that happens. And, you know, my, my instructor always says to me, the best fight is the one you're not in. Yeah. That's always the best fight. And, you know, like, and I, I love, I love jujitsu quotes. It's, they're like, because there's so many great ones, right? And it's like, walk a mile to avoid a fight, but if it brings itself to you, don't back down an inch. And when you have those skills and that confidence, then you have that ability to do that. If it's, if, if it's inevitable and it's going to bring itself to you, and you've done all of these things to try and prevent it, and it's going to bring itself to you anyway, then, okay, let's dance. Tell me tell me about the warrior in the garden. That's one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> <laughs> so the student asks the teacher, teacher, you teach us about peace, but you also teach us to fight. Why do you do that? And the teacher answered, because... It is better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Nice. So, yeah. Very good. So good. I think that's a great place to end it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for talking with me about this today. I think it's so important. It is. It is. And and anybody who's a parent out there, I think this is something that we owe our children. Mm. To, You don't want them to live in fear. Nobody so wants to them, live in nobody give wants them to the live tools in fear. Yeah. To to kill that fear. Yeah. Kill that fear. Yeah. I love that. Fuck that fear. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Thank you, everyone. How how can uh, how can people find us? They can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Cheating on Fear. Or you can visit our website at www.cheatingonfear.com. We also have um, a new blog. Yep. And We've got merch coming pretty soon. Very soon. Yeah. It might already be out by the time this episode comes out. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Might be. And our Patreon? Uh, we're on cheating uh, patreon.com slash cheating on fear. But if, don't feel obligated. No. But if you want to support us, we would love that. Thank you. Yeah. And thanks for listening. And uh, subscribe and share if you enjoyed the podcast. Thanks, everyone. Bye.